I'm Joe. And I'm Reed. And this is Double Shot, the digital journal of two young professionals navigating growth in work and life. All right, on this episode, we cut it a little bit short, just a condensed timeline to get an episode in, but our topics are really around the like rebelling against rules that uh, you do or don't have for yourself. Uh, and also, we get on a little bit of a tangent around technology and our over-reliance on using technology to fill the boredom void. So we've actually talked about having a continuation of this conversation, so treat this as a, a part one. But as always, we hope you enjoy. Just got back from vacation, um, which was nice. Took my first, took my first week without like real training in, I think five years. That's right. I think I think the last time I had a week where I didn't train at all, like really do any real training. For was, context, like not training at all is for you like still being active and like yeah. wakeboarding and whatever. Right, 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 like right, you right Sat right. on your ass by the pool for a week. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't. I feel like a sloth. Yeah. I, I don't think. I actually don't think people feel that good when they just like sit for that long. I think you hear about like Matt Fraser tells stories about how he'll he would have like finished the CrossFit Games on Sunday, and then his family has a like a lake house or something in the Northeast. Like they're from Vermont, somewhere up there, and like he and his his wife would go out there and just like. He was like, I would not move for seven days. Mm-hmm. But let's remember, this guy lives on the extremes. Like 15 events over four days in a really grueling conditions, CrossFit Games, to I'm going to sit on my butt for a week different than, hey, I, I do recreational couple hours a day training to vacation. You know, yeah. so like mm-hmm. there's levels to this. But um. Uh, yeah, it felt, it felt good. I so went my like hypothesis is yeah. that you would come back and feel great. Oh my God. Uh, yes. Felt amazing. But I am, so we're recording this, uh, three days back into training. Um, I'm, I'm destroyed. <laughs> like, really? oh my gosh, my legs are so rocked. Yeah. And you think that's because of that week? It's not because of any other aspect of where you are in your training or the types of workout or anything like that? I think like there's that. like, there's a couple pieces going on. Uh, one... Right before we left, I hit a twenty a twenty pound back squat PR, mm-hmm. and then I came back. And my first day back was squatting on new percentages, mm-hmm. which were like, oh, that was rough. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and then, but you know, I think it's also like my nutritionist said, um, hey, you might want to like go with sixty percent of the volume, and I just didn't listen to her. <laughs> I was like, nope, we're back. So solid. Um, and so your yeah. nutritionist is providing load recommendations um okay so she owns a crossfit gym is a is a pretty high level athlete has like competed at Wadapalooza. she's a good athlete she was a college hockey player um and she's a she's a crossfitter Mm -hmm. so like the nice thing about that is that as as she is prescribing nutrition protocols she actually understands what it means to train like i train Mm -hmm. she understands the gap between that and like games training and also the gap between that and like i work out for health right yeah and so she's able to like and i ask her questions on like hey Training's feeling like this, and she'll, instead of being like, oh, we need to change your food around, she'll be like, are you guys supposed to be feeling that way? Is this just, like, this type of volume happening? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So she was saying, hey, as you get back in, you might consider, like, 60% of the volume. Um, and I was like, yeah, I want to train hard. I yeah. was, like, itching to train hard. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. I had that a fun. little bit today where I did my morning run. Mm-hmm. And I want nothing more than to work out right now. And I finished that run two hours ago. Mm-hmm. And I would just, I really want to go work out in some capacity right now. 
whether that's the gym, the bike, another run. I don't what's, know. What's your what's your like noon window look like? What's your lunch window? Uh, my lunch window, I have like meetings booked straight through until uh, like two today. Mm. I think there's some short ones, some not. Oh yeah, I've got a couple meetings during that time, so I'll probably do something later today. I might go buy another bike. What, really? Yeah. Are you like trading yours in? The one I just bought? Yeah. No. You just get another one? Yeah. What else do you need? Uh, so here's the decision. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. There's a, a number of variables. Your bike at play. is more than most people's after-tax salary on a month, and you're gonna buy another one on top of it. <laughs> um. But so. no, I understand. I well, I don't understand, but I yes, I understand. So the the bike I got is a all-out race road bike. Road bike. Yep. And so using it is a commitment. There's more prep required, and you like only ride that bike if you're going to be kitted up in the thing going out for like a serious 20-mile minimum ride. Okay. It's only clips. It's not right. a fucking cruiser. Right. I got it, and I haven't been on a bike in years. I used to do it all the time, and I found like, man, I just love being back on a bike, but I don't have a way to do that just on a daily basis like i don't have a bike that i'm just gonna like pop on that has flat pedals that i can like cruise up and down the monon right or even if you were like you know what i feel like going to the grocery store on my bike yeah which you could in carmel because the monon runs and you can go everywhere and i live a couple miles from my parents yeah and i am there pretty regularly yeah and it's like i could just not drive and have a bike right and so my car use would go down to the grocery almost, store almost zero because almost your, zero. your car use is already almost zero yeah i will go from two thousand miles a year in my car to one thousand miles what's a year gonna happen when you get a fancy car and you you like you love it it's gonna it'll be a treat okay thing yeah um, a little jay leno s jay leno talks about like i drive my gas cars on the weekend and i drive a prius in the yeah i want it to be an experience when i get in it you okay. know yeah um and so i also am getting this idea of like gravel riding being able to hit the trails just some like just experience all that cycling has to offer but not be so damn serious about it right so i'm thinking about picking up a gravel bike that oh cool can do trails but i'll put um you can get two-sided like flat and clip pedals so oh I can, like, cool wear it yeah. with sneakers or if i'm gonna go do hit the trails i can clip in right and so that's the bike i'm looking at buying but hopefully less expensive than the other one less expensive than the other one Still not cheap. Oh, I mean, it's you. I don't expect anything you do to do to but be cheap. <laughs> and so I'm the only, there are two things that either will both happen or neither will happen. If I buy the bike, I'm selling one of my watches okay. to more than fund the bike. Right. If I don't buy the bike, I'm not selling the watch. Okay. I haven't been wearing the watch much. Yeah. But like, I'm not just going to sell the watch and not do anything with to it have because money, like, uh, like who whatever, cares. who cares? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually... Your watch will probably continue to appreciate in value to oh, a degree. It's a long run. Long so it's run. like getting the money actually doesn't do much for you. Yeah. Like, sure, you could get a few thousand and put it in your high-yield savings account and, like, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. 4% of $3,500 is not that much exactly. money. <laughs> and so I will, if I buy the bike this yeah. week, I will sell the watch this week. Oh. If I don't buy the bike, I won't sell the watch. And that's the... So the calculus I'm that's doing easy. is, like, yeah. will I actually use this bike to like cruise around go hit trails will i actually do those things i'm like dreaming about right that's the like calculus that's going through my head right now this is the other thing that i like about recording this is now you've got my wheel spinning on other stuff uh -huh. that's going on that i'm like excited about and i literally came in here and you asked that question i was like uh <laughs> hit me um um one of them is 
my friends and I are doing, my friends from North Carolina and I are doing like a guys weekend. So I realized this the other day. Um, I, I don't think this is news to anybody, but like guys are really bad at like being intentional with friendships. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like naturally we're just, we're just shit at it. Um, and so it takes a lot of like work to do it. And I realized like two of my buddies are going to have their second kid in the next year. One's his wife's due in September and then the other one's due in March. Yeah. March. And, um, like life is going to get really crazy for all of us. And we've been really close since college. Um, like we have this group text message that we talk every single day on. We've missed like five days total since we graduated eight years ago. Um, and I was like, man, if we don't start like making some intentional time, like we will never see each other. And we only see each other with our wives, which is great. Everybody loves everybody's wife. Like it's super fun. But there's something cool about like just having your friends. Yeah. It's not always just like a family thing. Mm -hmm. um, and girls are good at this. Like Katie takes girls trips at least twice a year with different groups of people. Yeah. She did a couple for Taylor Swift this year. She takes a weekend with her mom and they normally do something cool, like all this stuff. And I was like, I should steal this idea. So we organized um, a weekend in North Carolina in the mountains uh, in August. My One of my buddies, his in-laws have a, a condo in a really beautiful spot in the mountains in like Boone, North Carolina. So we're doing that. That's going to be cool. Never done that. Never just had like a guy's weekend. That's great. They only happen around like bachelor parties. That's it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And then I paid off my truck this week. Finally. There we go. Yeah. Done. Done. No more car payments. No more car payments. No more daily interest. Yeah. Doesn't that make you mad to think about? Just every second you keep the thing, your interest rate or your interest just keeps going. Go, 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 go. go. And so you're not cool. going to get shiny object syndrome with another truck. I have no desire in the moment. That's great. Yeah. I've had the same thing. I kind of lost the desire mm. to get a new car, but it's probably because I spent all my money. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say is it's also been like very, like my roof is going to have to get fixed currently. Mm -hmm. um, we put in, we had to put in the new patio. Um, like there's just been a lot of like big expenses. And so part yeah. of me is also just like, ugh, the idea of having to expend a bunch of money again feels like very uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm just like, bleh. Yeah. So that's probably helping the not getting shiny objects in room. Well, that's an interesting thing about the like being intentional about friendships because one of the things that I've been trying to do recently is just like get out of my own way and just like, do things with people and not mm. take it all so damn seriously and like make it some like big thing you have to plan or mm. whatever. It's so, like whether that's like golfing with somebody after work on a weekday. Yeah. Or like imagine the audacity. Right. Having fun between Monday and Friday. <laughs> I know. But the thing like that has been like I work and then I work on like fitness shit. Or other stuff that you care about. Or like side gigs and I sleep during the week. And it's like that sucks. Even yeah. though I enjoy all of these things, the like not allowing any time for like just doing non productive fun things yeah. from Monday to Friday is so stupid. I yesterday I got home um, because of my training days I had, so I'm leaving on Friday afternoon for my brother in law's bachelor weekend. And so I moved my training up to Sunday, which is great because I was itchy to train anyway. But that means Wednesday was, was a recovery day. Mm -hmm. And yesterday I got home from work at like oh, five. 45 or something like that and I was like I think I'm just gonna sit in this chair and read the rest of this book and it was like so weird to do that to me just like unproductive had nothing the book had it was pure fiction there's no like tying this back to some sort of development thing and it was like 
normally only do this on like Sunday mornings. This is weird. What am I? And you know, it was like, and then mm-hmm. I, I finished it and I was like, that was the most refreshing thing I've done in a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's like, why is that weird to us? I don't know. Because isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and now like, I've moved a lot of my runs from the afternoons to like, you know, 6 a.m. Yeah. And so I don't have all the logistics of the run and the run and the shower and all the stuff after work. Yeah. So there's this like two hours that has opened up like four days a week for me. Wild. And I'm trying to force myself to not like fill it with the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Of like more work or more whatever. Some of it will be more exercise because I have the goals that I do. But just like to try and force some other thing. And another thing I'm rebelling against too recently is like uh, having certain like friendships that have to exist in a certain context. Mm. And that like these are the people that you spend time with in this context. And these are the people that you spend time with in this context. And like these are the types of activities that you do with your family. And these are the ones with your friends and these ones with your coworkers. I'm kind of in this thing of like fuck all that. Like Mm. come on. Yeah. It's just like, it's not all so serious. Yeah. You how, know? how do you actively say fuck all that? Uh, so whether that's like something as simple as going golfing with Brian or like normally when I'm spending time with family, it's like we do it when it's all of us together. I don't do much with like just my siblings, even though we like mm. have a great relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like doing some things with just my sister or whatever right. and just like moving these things out of the context that they're traditionally confined to. Right. Just because, like, who cares? Yeah. You know? I feel that. We were talking about um, when we spend a lot of time in Norris, the vacation I mentioned, we'll, like, surf a lot. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, it's very fun, and um, everybody wants to get, like, better at it. And honestly, Katie and my brother-in-law, Jack, are both, like, pretty good at wake surfing. I'm, like, pretty average, um, just for whatever reason. But, like, they're, they're pretty good. Like, Jack and... He finished a spin this time. It's like, like a good entry mm-hmm. trick that's actually kind of hard to do. Um, anyway, the lake we're at in Lafayette is way too busy on the weekends to surf. Like, if you're not out there at like seven or eight in the morning, just like, just like on the weekend, like you spend a week, like you just you're yeah. not really wanting to get up and do it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, bleh. and then it's way too busy, and you can't surf and all the things. But like the weeknights are insane. Like nobody's on the water plenty of space you can go practice you can bunch of runs in mm-hmm. and i was like honestly like some thursday we should just like pack up at noon spend our like lunch hour get to the lake work the afternoon log off at 45 minutes later than usual if you need to or whatever you know and like be done at five and then go on the water for two and a half hours yeah. have dinner and drive home like why don't we like, do why does why that do need to be n- such this huge thing why do we not ever do that yeah <laughs> you know it's like but because that's not the context like it's always like oh we go up on friday or saturday and we spend the weekend and we have all these people over and blah blah and Mm -hmm. it's like to your point it's like why do we why why do we do this and it's like and maybe this is the main topic for today is like rebelling against forced context this like rules thing because like top gun or not top gun mission impossible came out right and i'm like i'm very excited to go see that on a weekend yeah you're like, why would I not go see it at like 4 p.m. on a Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why force it? Or even like, you know, I run with John on Thursdays and our normal context as humans is like 
Monday to Friday because of work. Because of work. Like, or we just like did a 10-mile run on a Saturday because who the fuck cares? Yeah, who cares if it's Saturday? I've been thinking about that a little bit too with like, with like work stuff mm-hmm. where it's like, for, for example, we have a opportunity in the pipeline right now and we need to, due to everybody's schedule being insane, not with work, like with life stuff yep. and work stuff being pretty crazy, we are having our like proposal walkthrough at 7 a.m. on a Tuesday. And I was like, that's interesting. Like we, we all decided on the call, like, like one person was like, this is sort of out of bounds usually, but I could do like seven Eastern on Tuesday. <laughs> and the other person was like, I'm a morning person. I'll probably have already worked out. That sounds good. And they were like, Joe. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, sure. I, I can do it. But I had him like work time is 830 mm-hmm. to 5 PM, you know? And it's like, yeah, only cause we say it is. Yep. And it's like, okay, well, like, and I looked at the back half of that day and I'm like, I don't really have any meetings scheduled. I really should intentionally not fill my time until five on this day. Yeah. Like, give yourself some grace. I, well, it should be done. Like, there probably won't be anything to do. Or like, the only way we ever do that is in the other direction. We'll only take on more. more. Like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll work until we'll have like this meeting at 6 p.m. because yeah. we got to get something done. It will, But you'll never do the like, you don't be like, well, I'll, everything's I'll done. I'll 10. be, yeah, um, everything's done. I'll just start my day at 10 or everything's done. I'll just log off at three. Like we never do that. Cause we feel this sense of like guilt and mm-hmm. like the rules of society have said, like, generally speaking, it's nine to five and you're only rewarded for doing more than the rules. You're never rewarded for being like, what rules? Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the rules, the rules As are if, all made up. Every yeah. single rule that exists in society is made up. And no, and for a lot of these things, nobody's actually enforcing anything. No. At all. There are some companies, like the terrible ones that check your like logged on time. And if you are not active between the hours of X and Y. Yeah. But who the hell I really, wants to be yeah. a part of that? <laughs> wants to be that? If you are, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for the people who are. And there, there are people who are. And it's like, I'm sure those companies are full of smart people who have thought that is the best thing to do. Yeah. My response to that is like, people are adults. Like, and you're treating them as if they're 10 year olds. It's like, it's like you're corralling them back into their fifth grade classroom. Do they get this stuff done or do they not? Right. But it's like all the rules we think about in the world are that way. Like, like even our, like it, our own family rules, if you will, like mm-hmm. the things that you've grown up expect that you just think are true, quote unquote, they're just made up. Like, yeah, all of them. It's of so them. weird. Like, I, this has been hitting me lately where I'm like, Everything that we like say we can't do or isn't possible is because of some indoctrination into what we think is normal. Half of Europe takes the month of August off and we're like, oh man, two week vacation. Wow. That's a long time. How dare I? How dare people do that? (laughs) Like what? (laughs) But in their context, it's completely normal. Their rules of society say that it's completely fine to take the month of August off. The... Man, that the idea of like there is no normal could be extrapolated into so many areas. An interest area of mine is interior design. Mm. And people ask, like, you know, I want to do this, but I want to make sure that it's like in style. Or like I want to make sure that it is timeless or whatever. And my whole idea with all of that is like, who cares what is in style? Is it your style? Right. People are like, well, but the rules are like in twenty 
let's say if it was like 2015, it's like it's got to be shiplap and farmhouse and shit, right? It's like, but that's what's in style. So everybody who's renovating, that's what's in style. That's all I can buy. That's what my house must be. It's like, no. Do you like vintage stuff? Do it. It's like, who cares? There's no rules that you need to be following right now. It's And like there's stuff with like, then what people do is they, I think they hide their own desire to be um, like on trend. Mm-hmm. By claiming things like, well, if I want to sell it, I want it to be sellable, so I can't renovate it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you just like want to be on trend. Yeah. Like, and if you make all of your decisions around a thing that might happen in a bunch of time, like from now, uh, you know? Yeah, it's exhausting. exhausting. It's actually the same thing we've talked about before about like living into other people's perceived expectations that don't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of times where that's going on. Where, like, dude, there are times where I'm like, <laughs> this is the most ridiculous thing ever. It's actually hilarious to even say it out loud. Where I'll be like, oh, I better check my slacks. Because, like, if Reed slacked me at 4.45 and I was at the gym, I don't want him to think I'm lazy. <laughs> and then I catch myself thinking that. And I'm like, yeah, Reed will think you're lazy. This is the dumbest thing that's ever crossed my brain. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what? Yep. You know? It's so weird. I'm trying to be much better about like not getting onto my email or my Slack after I like say my day is over. That yeah. It's really hard. Oh, I I have not attempted. Yeah. But if I did try, it would be really hard. I like can't do it. Um I mean I've gotten better, but I noticed myself doing it really badly on Monday. Like I was just like training and I was getting email training on Slack and I was like, I'm getting stressed out. By like things I need to, I need to take care of now mm-hmm. that aren't actually stressful, but like the fact that I'm adding this work into my playtime is ruining my playtime. Well, I noticed you do it. Maybe it was that day, but I knew you were at the gym, and I got a response to a thing in Slack. Yeah, and I was like, "Come on, dude! Like, what are you doing? Like off?" Yeah. And that's funny because I'm like, "Oh, this is probably gonna be good that I'm responding right now." <laughs> and you're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> Of course, they didn't say anything in the moment. Well, Maybe no, no, I no. should. No, I mean, it's but funny, like, too. And the, the thing that's really funny is, like, we are neither of each other's boss, either. No. <laughs> so, like, the idea that I'm like, well, man, Reba better not think I'm late. is like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's, it is so funny. It's very weird. I, I found that because I like being in tune with all the things, just like you do. Yeah. That it's just muscle memory that if there is a void of things going on, my thumbs will do the button sequences to open Slack or email. Yes. That's just like what happens. Yes. If I'm sitting here, I'm not even thinking about it. And if we had a lull in this conversation for like more than 15 seconds, two thumb clicks, there's Slack. Dude, yes. It's like Pavlov's dog. Yeah. I I was listening to um, Tim Ferriss was on Huberman's podcast. Did you listen to this? Uh, Recent? Yeah. Mm, I haven't listened to Huberman in a minute. I hadn't either. And then Tim was on it and I was like, oh, this could be a very interesting conversation because... Mm -hmm. So much of Huberman's guests fall into the category of like PhDs, yeah. scientists. And so for somebody who's not a PhD or a tech, a scientist by definition, although I'd say that he's pretty good at like testing things, which you could argue is scientist. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I was like, this could be a really interesting conversation. And it really was. And he was just talking about like the intentionality of boredom. Yes. And I was like, ooh. He was like, look... Um, superpowers come from doing things that other people just don't do. He was like, so when I'm standing in line, I just like actively don't open my phone. 
Like, I just choose to be bored. He's like, just an example of like choosing to be bored. He's like, and the reason for that, and he's like, the reason for that in terms of like the benefit of doing it is like inspiration only strikes in boredom. Yeah. You don't like get inspiration from constantly taking in information. It's like if all you ever did was lift weights constantly, you'd never actually get better at anything because you just break down. It's like if all you do is take in information 24-7 a day, every waking minute you're just awake, like taking in information. When are you processing it? And it doesn't need to be like you are sitting in a corner of your room looking at the corner of that room. Yeah. And like, so for instance, for a lot, for me, that is frequently my run. Yeah. I intentionally don't listen to music, yeah. don't listen to podcasts the majority of the time. And that is when I just happen to process and mm-hmm. have ideas. Mm-hmm. Kyler sent me a note this morning and said, like, I had a great idea for this thing on my run. It's like, because if you just allow yourself to not have, there's not a lot of information coming in when yep. you're doing exercise. So it doesn't need to be like sitting in meditation. No. But it is removing yourself from the influx of information. Stimulus is the problem. Because right? I have always experienced friction with people who are on their phones too much. I, I really get bothered by when you're conversing with somebody and they check or, you know, like family gatherings, a lot of people in my family always on it. But I've started to actually become the person who like has the phone complex mm. and it really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Really bothers me. Like how, how, um, how much would you like respect yourself for being like fully in a place. Say more. Like, okay, you have a, let's say you have a family, let's say you, you guys do pizza night Fridays, right? Yep. Let's say that you like left your phone at your apartment mm-hmm. and you went over to your parents' place for pizza night with your siblings, right? And mm-hmm. and then you were there for three or four hours and then you went home to like, you know, go to bed and you came back into the house and your phone was there. Yep. And you would, Therefore, you had no way to distract yourself. You couldn't check out of a conversation. You couldn't get, you couldn't be like, I'm bored. I'll remove myself from this. Like you were fully in that place. When you got back to your house, would you be like, I'm proud of myself for being fully in Oh, that in would be place? great. Yeah. Because here's the thing. The, the version of that for me today is that like we've talked about maybe on the show, maybe not, but I've definitely talked to you about in some context of I bring my laptop, my work mm. laptop everywhere i left it at home for the whole week on vacation see i did some stuff for my phone because i was organizing meetings but that's it if i go if i like yesterday there was a a gathering with probably 20 people that i went to and uh was there any context where i would have been on my laptop doing work no did i bring my work laptop did you really yes why i bring it everywhere that's interesting like a day a month it is not with me from when i like get up to when I go to bed yeah. within this like building that I am in. Yeah. And so the version of that for me is like the rare occasions where I don't bring my laptop, even for like those family pizza nights, like I, I got my backpack with me. You bet I do. But the one time that I haven't done it, even though the amount of work I did in normal circumstances would be zero and in that circumstance was zero, felt so much better. Mm. Because I just didn't bring the thing with me. Have you heard the studies that show people are in our generation and younger than us um, imagine their phone buzzing? No. Yeah. People have physical sensations of their phone buzzing when it did not buzz. Although I do have that. I, I don't have notifications on my phone, so I don't ever let it buzz. It never buzzes. 
My phone never buzzes, so I don't have them. I have some where like I I feel like there's a buzz in my pocket, and then it's not buzzing, and there's no notification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So I've never experienced it because again, I don't let my phone buzz. But like, it's a studied thing that you even having it with you, you will believe it is doing something and get distracted by it without it doing anything. The cheesy thing of the like phone jar that everybody puts their phones into when they get to an event. It seems like this like I have not heard of OCD this. overbearing thing. Oh yeah. It like it doesn't happen that frequently in real life, but you see it in like on TV and whatever. But yeah. like, as simple as all right, everybody that comes in when you come in the door, you're putting your phone in this bowl and you don't mm. get it until you leave. And it seems like this obnoxious, rigid thing. Yeah. But I love that so much. I'm excited. I um I mentioned my brother-in-law's bachelor weekend this weekend, and I very much appreciate the fact that Jack is not like a let's drink 80 beers for the weekend kind mm-hmm. of guy. Um, we're like going to a casino on Friday night. He's always wanted to go to a casino, never been, neither have I. Um, so it's this group of guys and him. And, and then we're doing Kings Island all of Saturday. And so I bought a crossbody bag for like $13 on Amazon. Yep. And I think the thing I'm very... The most excited for is that like my phone and my wallet and everything can fit inside of this bag and it not be in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And I probably will forget that it's there. I remember when we were in we were in Disney with my brother in law, my wife, and my mother in law last last May. Yeah, and at, you know you get in line and you're like standing in line not doing shit. You're like waiting for you know an hour or whatever in line. Mm-hmm. And the first like day. I was on my phone in line a lot, like sitting on Instagram. And then I was like, you know what? I'm in Disneyland. It is highly likely I will never be back in Disneyland. I like Disney World, like with my kids, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and maybe just myself. Disney World is freaking awesome. And Disneyland is freaking awesome too, but it's in Los Angeles and it's really hard to get to versus Orlando, which is yeah. like easy as hell. And I was like, how about you just be in Disneyland? So I put my phone away. And I, I was the one with the backpacks. So like, we were one backpack. Everybody's stuff would go in my backpack. That way, you don't have to keep track of tons of bags. And I was like, I put my phone in back, my backpack. And somehow, I do not understand. But every time I'd get in line and not pull my phone out was a better experience. I was less bored. Like, I would just like notice stuff that I'd never noticed. Yes. Like people watching little things that Disney does to their lines to make the whole thing an experience. Like, this amazing idea of being present. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, and the other, so there's the two pieces of this. One is the filling it with boredom use of your technology. The other is the, like, need to document. Mm. It's like rather than, like, taking a photo of this thing that's happening, when you do that, you're not actually experiencing it yourself. You're thinking about how you're going to remember it in a year from now. It's like what if rather than take a video of the concert, you just... We're at the concert. We're at the concert. What if rather than documenting this moment, you just experienced the moment? Yeah. Because who cares? You know? Yeah. I think about that regularly on like a ride i'm like oh man i just like look how beautiful this countryside is that i'm going like let me you know do my little piano it's like or i could just leave my phone in my pocket and just absorb the amazing amazing thing yeah yeah there's something really interesting about our like i think it shows our default to scarcity that we're always thinking about remembering the thing Mm -hmm. we're always thinking about capturing the thing for later we're always thinking about like oh if i don't get that picture now i won't remember it later and, I mean, there's probably something evolutionarily related to that in the sense of, like, if I don't eat that fig now, a chimp or 
another animal mm-hmm. or whatever will eat it tomorrow and I won't have it. So I'm just going to like take it now, right? Like there's got to be something evolutionarily relevant about that. That's interesting. Um, I'm reading Sapiens right now and he talks about this. So it's sort of like in the back of my head. Um, but I, I wonder how much of it is like we survived because we acted in a way that like resource will be scarce. We must capture it when we do, when we had the opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. But like our problems now are far more about abundance. Like we've, we have an overconsumption problem, not a scarce resource problem. Yeah. And so it's very weird to like biologically have developed in a world where as, as a, a species that had a scarcity problem and now have dominated the world so much to a degree that we have an abundance problem mm-hmm. and our consumption will likely lead us back into a scarcity problem, whether that is through like climate disaster or some sort of it. conflict. I don't even know, but like, it's so interesting to watch that relationship. And then in little things where we're like, Oh, I'm in a beautiful place. I better take a picture of it. Or I won't remember this beautiful place. It's like, do you remember your childhood? Yeah. Did you take a picture of everything in your childhood? why do you think you're going to forget this spot? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's this thing. It's nonsense. It's, it's actually nonsense when you think about it. I think we need to continue this conversation because we have a meeting to we jump do. into. Yeah. Uh, but we should maybe just do like a part two of this. I like that. Okay. Um, great. Great.